We're joined right now by the aforementioned Mayor Giuliani, America's mayor. He's a patriot. He's a fighter. And he's also a colleague here on uh, 77 WABC, heard every afternoon at 3 o'clock. Mayor Giuliani, do you feel vindicated by the New York Times? I don't know if I feel vindicated by the New York Times. I, I, I don't really need their vindication. No. They haven't published anything accurate, I don't know, since before I was mayor, I think. Uh, and it was it was kind of a measly statement. It's authenticated. It was in like the 28th paragraph. As far as I'm concerned, they can keep it. What they really should do is publish the rest of the information. I mean, they gave they gave the public just the tip of the iceberg. It's ridiculous to hold it back now. I mean, it's 30 years of taking bribes uh, between the the laptop, what uh, Miranda Devine additionally revealed in her book, and what Peter uh, Schweiker revealed in his book. You've got somewhere around 70 or $80 million that the Bidens have taken in a 30-year crooked political career. And in the two books that I just mentioned, they really go get bank records, and it's it's as solid as it can possibly be. That They should print all that. And they should print the most important text of all, which was on uh, December 25th, 2018, from Hunter Biden to his daughter, which explains the conspiracy in a way I've never heard a conspiracy explained so clearly. He said, I get no respect in this family, even though I've been paying for all of the expenses for the last 30 years. And still, Pop requires me to give him half of my income. Now, when you consider that his jobs were all jobs in which there's been a connection to things that Joe Biden was doing and jobs that sometimes he didn't even show up for, it's clear that that's, bri- that's bribery. And then you got the bank records to prove it. You have him paying for things that no son would ever pay for, the tuition of his sister, uh, the refurbishment of the house. My goodness, uh, those are the charges they leveled against Bernie Carrick, by the way, and far less money, pennies, compared to this. Yeah, no, Rudy Giuliani, any fair-minded person, I was being facetious, doesn't need the New York Times to, quote-unquote, authenticate the laptop from hell. Absolutely right about that. But you just laid out what's in the laptop is what's important. People should be exploring that. And also, uh, this, uh, you know, you had the deep state. You had big tech in the media, but the deep state letter that uh, Joe Biden alluded to gave the media and big tech the cover to say, ah, there's nothing here. So to me, it sounds like there was a criminal conspiracy to get him elected to hide this thing. I mean, a criminal conspiracy. I don't think they were stupid. I think they were intentional and evil in what they did. Well, if you wonder why our intelligence is so bad. I mean, I'm trying to think of the few times our intelligence has been correct in important situations in the last 20 to 30 years. Well, you just got an idea of the quality of the people who do it from those 50 buffoons. I mean, the one thing it wasn't was Russian disinformation. It, It came from a Delaware store owner who fixes who fixes uh, uh, computers. And by the way. Wouldn't you think these geniuses who have ruined our intelligence services uh, for the last 20 or 30 years, wouldn't you think these geniuses would figure out that if there was anything that they could prove that was wrong with that computer, they would have put it out? 
In other words, if these phone calls didn't take place yeah. and they had proof of it, or if he didn't go to the, take his son to China with him and sell out America and pick up a $1.5 billion investment in a private equity fund, including Whitey Bulger's nephew, imagine the press not covering that. That's unbelievable news that the son of the vice president, the son of the president, uh, uh, vice president, the son of the secretary of state, and Whitey Bulger's nephew are in a multi-billion-dollar private equity fund together with with the Chinese communists. Wow! Unbelievable, uh, Mayor Giuliani. You're familiar with John Katzmatidis, correct? Did I ever meet John? I think I. He, I know John. He's a guy that brought free speech back to New York. Absolutely. <laughs> Hi, John. How are you today? You have a good oh, weekend? Good. I did. I did have a good weekend. Now, uh, we were talking before uh, uh, about the problems of New York City, and I think Tony Carbonetti on my show was telling us that uh, we had the squeegee problem when you became mayor. Yeah, and the whole squeegee problem was about a uh, hundred guys, and once you took care of those hundred guys, the whole squeegee problem went away. Yeah, you know these problems appear so big. Very often, when you start solving them, gosh, they were a lot smaller than you realized in the first place, and you wonder why. Why did somebody do this before? It's exactly right. I, I uh, uh, Bill Bratton was the police commissioner then. I think I was mayor about four weeks. And everybody complained about the squeegee people. And I sat down and I said, can we get rid of them? And he came back with a report and he said, Mayor, you're going to be shocked. I said, why? He said, I, I, if we got more than 200 people, 200 or 50, it's a lot. So I think we could do this in a week or two. <laughs> and, and, and the other thing that I had to put the new police commissioner on my show, and, and uh, she says, uh, and the commissioner, uh, the um, uh, deputy commissioner of, or the commissioner of, deputy commissioner, uh, chief of uh, detectives, three thousand violent criminals in this city that that really are violent, and if we got rid of them off the streets in New York, eight and 100%. a half million people, eight and a half million people will be safe. Why are why are the politicians in Albany protecting these three thousand criminals? You know, it used you know, to be three strikes and you're out. How about uh, now it's fourteen strikes and you're still in? <laughs> Don. John, if you consider the fact, not only didn't don't we put him in jail, we probably put him out of jail. When you consider the, the bail law and you consider all the people that de Blasio released because of COVID, there's a pretty good chance that many of those people, under normal circumstances, and normal circumstances wouldn't even be me or even Bloomberg. They'd be just the normal operation of the criminal law. These guys would be in jail. We, we put about 8,000 people out. Uh, Professor James Q. Wilson, who was the guy that actually developed the broken windows theory, wrote an article way back when Ronald Reagan was president. And I put him on a commission. I was associate attorney general. And he had a whole description of this called the career criminal program. And it was exactly the point that you made. He said, when we have these big crime waves, it's relatively few people who are multiple offenders. You, you, let, a, you let a burglar out, right? Um, no bail. You're not going to catch him again, let's say, for three months. He probably does 100 burglaries in that period of time. You leave him in jail, the 100 burglaries don't take place. Yep. And this is the stupidity of this, John. And, I, and, I, and, and what's happening sure. in our city, how many empty stores are you seeing? 
And well, you know how many CVSs are closing? How many Rite Aids are closing? Uh, how many Walgreens are closing? They're going in there. I understand. I had breakfast with a friend of mine. He says the um, Rite Aid closed on uh, on 54th Street and 8th Avenue. Not 50, like 50th Street and 8th Avenue. They were, it was one of their best stores. But you know why they closed? He says they were robbing $200,000 a week right off the shelves. Oh. Enough is enough. They said, oh, we're not going to prosecute criminals like that. But there's, these are organized criminals. If they're robbing 200, you know, it isn't a stealing of a bottle of aspirins. If right. they're robbing yeah, yeah. 200000 a week, that is organized criminals. And ordinary citizens don't have the ability to, to protect their stores. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, John, it's a um, this, this smash and grab or these uh, uh, even if smaller forms of uh, shoplifting and stuff. It's now an or- it is absolutely uh, an organized criminal activity. It happens all over the country. Uh, some of them are really very well organized. Those smash and grabs that you see, and uh, it, it makes it impossible to do. I mean, you just you might as well just pick up and leave. And we're losing. We're losing so many people. I mean, it's it's crazy. I was in Florida for about three days, and I was at a big event yesterday. And I'm telling you, uh, most, it seems to me it was half New Yorkers that have, that have left. Probably I'm exaggerating, but there were a heck of a lot of a lot there. of A lot of New Yorkers in Miami. And I think it's we're going to simulcast our, our, our show in Miami because there's half of the New Yorkers are there. Uh-huh. No, I'm sorry. I, I, John is not exaggerating. It's it's uh, and so this is really sad, and uh, it could ruin our city if we don't if we don't stop this. And now with the ma- this mass thing, I don't the, the, they're going to put those keep those kids in mass. Yeah, five and under, uh, the mandatory. The the new you, health. You zone. know, th- th- there's a better chance they'll get sick from that than if they take the mask off. Uh, think about the fact that children sniffle, right? You're supposed to discard the sniffle. They're going to breathe it back in. Plus the carbon in their little lungs. This is, like, insane. It is insane. And, by the way, it's at, at odds, this health commissioner, with what uh, the mayor has said. The mayor well, is against. I don't against. understand the mayor. Uh, well, the mayor has the right idea, right? He's got the right idea. His jerky commissioner says this. I was, talk- I was talking to my son last night about it because we were coming back from Florida. And he said, Dad, what would you do? I said, well, we'd have a new, ki- we'd have a new health commissioner today. Yeah, I mean, get so him out. Right. Exactly. He contradicted the mayor. Definitely. It's, it's really a, a head scratcher. Uh, speaking of your son, uh, Mayor Giuliani on the Bernie and Sid Show with John Katsimatidis, your son is running for governor, the, uh, the current governor, unelected uh, Kathy Hochul. Uh, she did a, uh, a belated politically expedient uh, uh, move. She's now opposing the no-cash bail law as it exists. Uh, what do you think of her motives, her political motives, and uh, you think she'll get anything? She thinks she'll be effective in the state legislature by uh, with her opposition. I don't think so, John. I think John would have a good sense of this. Also, I think they're pretty dug in on this on on the left. I don't think she will. Uh, but in any event, it, uh, she's already displayed the fact that she'll just be a she'll just be a tool for the left. I mean, yes. she she, ca- she caves on everything, and uh, it's uh, it's a sad thing. And now we have Andrew Cuomo maybe coming back. Uh-huh. And you know what shocked me? 
he's almost tied with her in the polls. Yeah, if it those really... polls are correct, he's, he's going to beat her if he comes in. Insanity. I mean, who <laughs> the... of course, it's what is going on? I, the... I am praying, guys. I am praying that they reverse that bail law because uh, I, I, I think there's a, there might be a crack in the armor. They saw what happened in Nassau County when everybody put their foot down. All the police officers uh, uh, put their foot down. Every and and Todd Kaminsky, who I liked as a person, but he went from plus twenty, twenty points ahead in the polls, and lost by minus twenty. I mean, yep. From, yep. And, and this is. And let me tell you, Rudy, you're going to go out there and campaign, and I'm going to campaign, and I'm going to campaign. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, but you have to. You have to take care of eight and a half million people. Have to feel safe in the streets and put the three thousand violent, violent criminals. Put them away. Get them out. About it, you know, and it's happening not just in New York City. When Andrew campaigns, he tells me the crime rate. Like for example, the city of Rochester set a record for the entire history of the city of Rochester for murder last year. When I was mayor, there was more crime when I took over. But it was in New York City. They didn't have it all over the state. This is all over the state. Albany, uh, Rochester, Buffalo. So, Rudy, they come in from out of state to commit crimes because they still go home for dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, that, that's absolutely correct. And the reason... The reason I say that is, I mean, maybe those there's enough legislators upstate that are going to get are so upset about this and they're going to get thrown out of office. But maybe if it get done, let's hope. Let's hope. We're going to put our foot down and we're going to get it done because enough is enough. And uh, where's the other clip we play at 5 o'clock? We're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's over. Listen, Rudy Giuliani, we thank you for saving so many lives in New York City when you were mayor. We thank you for your patriotism and your fighting spirit. Rudy Giuliani will be on 77 WABC at 3 o'clock today. Uh, thank you, sir, for appearing on the Bernie and Sid thank Show with John Katsimatidis. God bless you, Great Rudy. Great show. Great show. God bless both of you. Okay. Thank, thank you, sir.